Welcome to Here's What You Do, an advice podcast from an optimist, a pessimist, and a nihilist who managed to start a company together. And even that decision took a few years. I'm Steven. I've been called an optimist, but I prefer passionate. Gross. I'm Ryan. I've been called a pessimist, but I prefer pragmatic. And I'm Shane. I've been called a nihilist, but I prefer existentially grounded. As always, we'll be answering three questions submitted by you. If you'd like to submit questions for a future episode, send them to hwydpod at gmail.com or stop by patreon.com slash watcher. Today's topics are inspirations for creativity, college advice, and therapy. Wow. Hmm. It sounds like a really well-rounded episode. Exciting. It does. It sounds Steven, like it's good sure. to have you back. I'm back, baby. The optimist is here. Good times. Ka- happy times. Happy times. Happy I think Katie was a good optimist in your stead. Oh, she was actually incredible at giving advice. I I almost kind of want to just relinquish this seat to her full time, but I know that. I mean, I'm happy to have her pop in for any one of us at any given time. I agree. I agree. I, like, like I said, an episode with you, Ryan, and Katie would be probably one of the most helpful podcasts (laughs) i can imagine maybe that's true that's true it would be insanely helpful it would be long-winded but maybe not balanced surely be (laughs) long-winded i when we uh finished recording i looked at the uh my audio file from when we (laughs) recorded in the the third question that we answered which was about what was it about it was about um losing touch with friends or something um yeah. And Ryan and Katie talked for, if you looked at my waveform, it was just a flat line <laughs> for like a third of the episode with a little blip in the middle of it, during which I think I said like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he sent that to uh, us. He slacked that to us after we recorded. We all had a good laugh. Yeah, I listened to it this morning because I wanted to be prepared for this podcast. And sure. you were like, yeah, you know, uh, Ryan and Katie, they covered it. I mean, they uh, covered it. They, they covered actually, it they well. genuinely did. Sometimes they do just hit stuff I'm going to say. And I'm like, oh, you guys got it. I don't right. need to yeah. add to this. Right. You listened to the last podcast to be prepared for this one? This, this yeah. isn't Game of Thrones. We're Steve, not. Well, you don't thorough. need to see to hear I the last know, episode to understand uh, this one. Excuse me, I always watch content in order. I cannot start a series halfway through. It drives me insane. That's why yeah. I don't really watch Marvel movies. That's fair. There's a lot of them. Too much There's a lot of them, pressure. and I, I got to start at the beginning. I've only seen a few because mm. I was forced to with my friends. I mean, I told you I fell asleep during. Wow, you sound Endgame. fun. Forced to see a, a Marvel <laughs> film. Oh. Yeah, what a, what a disaster for my you. My friends want to spend time like with me, and evening. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, uh, Optimus is back. I am, and, and just so you guys know, I'm okay. I, I think Ryan and Shane will always jump, jump on any opportunity to make it seem like I'm dead. I'm not dead. I'm here. He's I got alive. a spider bite. He is alive. Lower abdomen area did not turn into Spider-Man, unfortunately. But um, so it was a spider bite, though. That's fascinating. Do you think it was I a brown so. recluse? I. Why well, sure it was wish that spider finished spider. the job? A hobo because spider. I, I paid that. I paid that spider a lot of money, <laughs> <laughs> and he just couldn't do it. Uh, couldn't take down the. Or you bring a katana over, and we'll settle this. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, you're up first. You're you're our, our returning guest. You're not the guest. You're a co-host. So. <laughs> 
Love it. I leave for one episode and I'm now a returning guest. Now you're guest. a guest. <laughs> First question for Here's What You Do. And man, I'm rusty here. I will go ahead and read it. It is from Anonymous. Uh-oh. I did not write a nickname for you in advance. So I'm just going to make one up on the Uh-oh. spot. So here we go. Here we go. Hi. I'd like to remain anonymous. So feel free to think up a funky nickname for me. Funky nickname. We'll give you a Jiggly Spider. Okay. Jiggly Spider. Jiggly Spider? It's always says, like I, close to the last thing we've talked about. <laughs> He's the quintessential version of like a person that's being interrogated by a police officer and he, they're like, what's your name? And you have to make up a fake name. And he's like, yeah, yeah Ralph Lauren. JC <laughs> 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 yeah, Penny. So, so Jiggly says, I was wondering where you find inspiration for the creative things that you do and the content you make on YouTube. I've been thinking about starting a YouTube channel, but I don't feel like I'd be entertaining enough. Do you think that's a good idea, or do you have any advice? Thank you so much, Jiggly Spider. (laughs) Nice, okay. I chose this question because I wanted to share a story about myself. Back in Mm. 2012, I graduated from the Ohio State University with a degree in chemical engineering. Uh, yeah. Not the most thrilling stuff, uh, you know, in the world. I was making Tide Pods soap. And I just realized that wasn't my passion. And so, I, you know, I kind of had the same qualms and thinkings that you're having right now. I want to start a channel. Um, and it was just because I liked making videos. I had done one before and I was like, oh, this is really fun. Um, Wait, Steven, before you go on, I'd, yeah. I'd like to, I'm imagining the movie version of this. And uh-huh. I'm imagining you waking up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat and saying, soap is not my passion. Now, Shane, I was also imagining this as a movie, except yes. when he said back, as soon as he went back and his voice changed a little bit. Did you notice yeah. that when Steve yeah. went into his like, mm-hmm. back when I was in, as soon as yeah. he did that, I was imagining an animated version of this. Like we were oh. like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. hear like a, and then yeah. now Steven is like animated. He's walking from the school bus. Um, and I also wondering for what that reason. moment of yeah. him realizing that that epiphany. Oh, you, uh, you want to share the story like. here? Yeah, I'll tell you the story. Well, please. That also implies that you at one point did think soap was your passion. Well, I don't. Well, well no, I'm it sure was he's going to get into it here. Yeah, I just did engineering because my dad is an engineer, my brother is an engineer, my sister's an engineer. It, we're, we're a family of engineers, and so I just thought that would be my. <laughs> way of it, life you know i didn't really know like you, what i wanted you hadn't really considered the passion angle so right. much as when you realize that it wasn't there exactly yeah th- okay yeah right. i mean think ratatouille okay so anyway i'm in my first week of work and this guy is celebrating his 25th year with the company and Ooh, he was boy. celebrating 25 years of tied soap and i and that's when i had my moment of like holy smokes i'm gonna be that guy in 25 years working on laundry detergent. And that was when I spun into, I gotta figure something else out. And I spent the next year and a half um, trying a lot of new things, like riding bikes. No, I didn't do that. I ran, I I tried running and playing the (laughs) drums and all these other other hobbies. (laughs) You know, yeah. No, wait, what what were the other careers that were failed attempts and then you realized this isn't it? I mean, it wasn't a career. It was I was trying to pick up hobbies because I wanted to make something out of my, you know, more of my life. So I actually bought an electronic drum set. Oh, that's cool. To nice. learn and play drums. Um, I was doing a lot of running, um, trying to, you know, get fit. Uh, doing a lot of studying of uh, different careers, business, seminary, all these kinds of things. Didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
You can imagine me. I'm not the most interesting person, kind of like this person, Jiggly. Um, well, I wouldn't and, say that. I think you're an interesting person. Uh, yeah, I think I'm, well, I'm, tr- I'm trying to give my own perspective of myself. Okay. Like this okay. person okay. thinks okay. that they don't fair. feel okay. entertaining. That's fair. And, and, but then I thought, you know, I just want to make videos. And so I actually just took a sabbatical from work, which they actually let me take a sabbatical for six months. And oh, wow. I just made videos that I wanted to watch and uh, just stuff that I cared about, stuff that inspired me, stuff that made me laugh. And uh, after the six month sabbatical, I realized that I'm never gonna leave this love of mine, this passion of making videos. And even though I was only getting like, I think I had like a thousand subscribers when I quit my job, a thousand YouTube subscribers. Um, But it was enough of the love and joy of doing the projects that made me, compelled me to actually pursue it full time. So I think, um, I know this is a long-winded answer uh, and I don't really have like one direct thing to say to you other than, um, first of all, just try it. You know, you're never gonna, you're never gonna know until you try. And then secondly, just do stuff that you wanna make. Don't put too much pressure on it. Like, you know, I think we all try to like um, make everything bigger than it is. And I did that too, you know, I quit quit a well-paying job to, make YouTube videos and didn't really work out that well for a few years and uh, it wasn't the greatest, but it led me here to Watcher. See, it led me to my second stint of making a YouTube channel and this one is going much better than the first one, but I learned a lot. Now, from a logistics standpoint, how did you teach, did you teach yourself to edit and shoot and all that stuff? How did you do that? Oh man. Like, a lot of people are probably thinking that's a barrier to entry. Yes, I literally picked up my phone, which was I think an iPhone 4, or five or something, and then I started oh, wow. recording. I built a tripod out of boxes. I recorded on, or I edited on iMovie, and that's all she wrote. So you just picked up the stuff and started tinkering, tinkering around. Like you didn't like do any online classes or like, cause like a lot of people, I nope. think when it comes in to, uh, to breaking into YouTube, they feel like they need to have all this technical prowess that they developed at like a university. I think the main thing I needed was a story. And then I was going to use whatever tool as possible to craft that story. And, and you know, all these things are very learnable, right? Like learning how to edit on iMovie is very simple. You're just yeah. moving stuff around. If you can edit yeah. like, you know, a, a document, you can edit on iMovie. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. It's just, it's, it is daunting when you don't know how, but once you get into it, yeah. um, it's not that hard. You know, the secret is our jobs are, no, they're not that easy, but um, <laughs> the secret is this is all very easy and you don't I mean, need to know what you're doing. Yes, the foundation for it is pretty easy to get into. I mean, I think editing nowadays is a lot easier to dabble with than it used to be. If you have a phone yeah. and you have iMovie or whatever yeah. is like the easiest. TikTok, that if is. you use TikTok, that thing is yeah. incredible. I mean, it's, it's a far cry back from the days when you had to like uh, cut film up physically and splice it together with scotch tape. So it's mm-hmm. not, it's it's definitely a lot easier for people nowadays. I saw, uh, I miss Vine a lot. I saw someone post a um, compilation, like a thread of TikToks that felt more like Vines, you know, mm-hmm. classic mm-hmm. Vine days. This is just, you know, every episode <sighs> Shane just, Reminding like, the these teens that TikTok sucks and Vine is better. And it's, no, uh, I mean it, it's just, stealing all your information and spying. I I can say that as the king. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll say that I think Stephen probably touched on something there, which is to make stuff that you want to see. 
Um, mm-hmm. And if you're having a hard time with that, then think harder about it. <laughs> you should know what makes you laugh and what entertains you. Um, if you want to do it in a professional sense, then eventually you start to have to figure out like, well, what's the uh, balancing act between what I love and what I want to see and what entertains me and what is also palatable for more people. Uh, we'll let you know when we find out that balancing act (laughs) because, uh, (laughs) I'll say that we, yeah. And maybe this speaks to, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of people think that you have to find like some very crazy viral concept and you have to like crack some kind of code. But for me, it's always just been like, well, what, what makes me giggle? <laughs> and what am I fascinated with? And, and granted, like a lot of videos I made at Buzzfeed were not like mega viral. I, I, I was always like sort of middle ground when it came to a lot of stuff. Um, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> like I'm happy if X amount of people see stuff I made, or if it's just me who sees it and laughs at it, then I'm like, ha ha ha, I made something funny. So yeah, uh, if that is your goal, then it's going to be a success no matter what. Uh, I will say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I agree with Steven and what Shane said. It's, it's basically just something you have to actually try, um, and do, and you'll find out whether or not you'll like it through the trials and, you know, tribulations of doing that. Uh, you may find out that you don't like it at all and that it was just something that seemed better in theory and not in practice. So, um, I always tell that to people that are scared to make things, um, that the best thing you can do is let go of that idea that you, you need to make something perfect and polished and just, uh, make the things that you want to make in your head. And they're probably not going to be that good, but that's okay because you'll learn from that experience and then take those learnings into the next video. And it slowly, little by little, everything, um, the videos will get better and better and you'll get better. I, I, there's like this study, um, a book that I'm reading called atomic habits, where it talks about a lot of people in life want to make you know, they obviously want to improve and get better, but they want to do it in like leaps and bounds. Like they want to like work at something and suddenly they're like 40, 50% better than they were a week ago, which is just not possible. And if it is possible, it's definitely not sustainable. Uh, so what you really want to do is just kind of every day get like 1% better or even less than that, like 0.5% better. And if you add up or all worse. the days at the end of the year, you will see that like, oh, that does add up to a pretty big chunk of improvement. It doesn't feel like it in the moment, uh, but it will eventually add up. And that could only happen if you're allowing yourself to just uh, make mistakes. So, um, yeah. That's probably even harder to grasp as society becomes more and more like instant gratification, you know? Everything is is so readily available Mm -hmm. these days. Mm -hmm. Wow, interesting. Interesting, Ryan. Interesting. Before we move on to the next question, I do want to ask you guys um, to help Jiggly out. So let's give Jiggly some good YouTube Jilly or ideas. Jiggly? Jiggly, sorry, I'm not enunciating it. Jiggly. Let's give oh. Jiggly some YouTube ideas, some bangers, as they say in, uh, they say that oh, in well, Australia. Oh, well, we're just going to hand these out? 
Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna we're, we're going to run ourselves out of business here. We're, we're going to give Jiggly over here all, all the good ideas. I mean, here's, uh, I mean, the one, ex- I, this is not an ex- idea so much as an example, and we bring it up all the time, but primitive technology, I think, is like, mm. that's an example of a YouTube channel that is made by someone who is passionate about something and just made a really good video. Never in a million years would you think that this thing would have millions and millions and millions of views on every single video because there's yeah. no commentary aside from the captions. There's no music. It's literally just a person making mm-hmm. stuff in the woods. And it is one of the most fascinating YouTube videos or uh, series out there. So I think it's honestly, it's just like a passion thing. Find something you're passionate about. And if you're not, then if you're having a hard time doing that, then go read some books. <laughs> Find yeah, I also don't think you should ever fall into the, the trap of trying to be entertaining enough. Because no one, I, I don't think, I mean, at least I don't. I don't like someone being entertaining. I like watching someone be themselves. And that in itself is entertaining because I'm entertained by people who are passionate about something or are just being who they are. Because um, there is a unique I mean, spin uh, that you will have on something. I don't know if I agree with that. I think, I think my, okay, and I'll just say my on-camera persona is a little different from my off-camera persona. Yeah. Sometimes well, I do that. I don't know. I would say ninety percent of the time I do that or I don't do that. I mean, and you don't do 10%. that, Brian. You're already just an, a, a ramped-up person, so you're a cartoon. <laughs> you don't need to do that. But for me, I'm There's like ten percent of the time though. I would say I'm putting on a little extra sauce, and it's usually when we're filming weird, weird, wonderful world. I would also say you can have that in the back of your mind. Don't be too preoccupied. Don't think like, well, I have to. Ch-. I mean, I would yeah, say the most yeah. we do is just. Um, turn up the volume on who we are to yeah. a degree and not turn so much like, well, what do I have to change about myself to be entertaining? Here's what, oh. here's what you do. Make a video oh. about your life. Just make a little video about what you do on a day in a life and then start from there. Start from small projects and work your way up. You can make a video, video about your feet. You wake up, you get out of bed, uh, drag a comb across your head. <laughs> Day in the life come on guys that's that does it for the first <laughs> i hope Jeez. we helped a little bit i, I think this wasn't it, we didn't really help you answer like what to make but more of the the how to do it and and get getting in the right mindset so yeah yes. i'll, send I'll subscribe update. send us a link yeah. i'll subscribe if it's good and if hey, it's you not subscribe though shane then i won't <laughs> yeah <laughs> he'll because say and, and not entertaining enough <laughs> That's, yeah. that's I've had people, I've had my heroes tell me they would subscribe to me and they never did. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, you, the, you, you can tell who subscribes to you. Put them on blast, oh, cool. Stephen. Who? Uh, I'm not going to say who. Okay. I'm, not gonna, I'm okay. just saying, if you're going to say that, Shane, I hope you actually do that. Well, if Stephen won't do that, he'll just bring them on an interview show of his own and then call them out when they can't run away. <laughs> 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 like you do with Philip Wang. <laughs> grocery run shout out. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> grocery run episode. Watch it. Yeah. It's good. Good app. All right. Let's move on to another question. This is anonymous. Um, I believe this was sent to the email. Uh, HWYDpod at gmail.com. And I guess I'll give this person a name. Do they need a name? Oh, no. All right. Dear Watcher, should I go to therapy? Throughout the years, I've been through some icky stuff, even though none of it's extremely major, and I'm unsure if I've really processed through it. 
It's resurfacing during quarantine because I don't have the usual things to distract my mind or push it down. As a teen, I'm afraid of it becoming detrimental in the future. But at the same time, I feel as though I haven't been through enough to merit therapy. What should I do? Your slightly mentally unstable friend. And here's the nickname here, uh, Jigglypuff. <laughs> we already what had a Jiggly. Stole... What are you doing? No, I wanted Why? to talk about Jigglypuff because when he said Jiggly, all I could think about was her singing her funny little song. It is a uh, good song. You're going to... It's good stuff. You're going to... Wait, hold up. Before we answer this question, you're going to lambast me for using Jiggly in my name and yeah. then you use it for your name. Um, you use Jiggly Spider. I said Jiggly Puff, which, as we all know, is a beloved character. So um, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I, and also, I love, like I said, love her little song. Could put you to sleep in a good way, you know? This is an interesting question in the sense of, yeah, we've, we've touched on therapy a bit on this podcast. I myself go, and Stephen has been in the past, um, and I will say that before I did go, there was a lot of, um, I guess fear because of there, there was still, I feel like this, this stigma around it that you do need something quote unquote wrong with you for you to go, um, or that you need to be broken in some way or, or have had something very bad happen to you in your life for you to warrant going. And I don't think that's uh, true now having gone, I did believe that though going in. So I could see why you would have that fear. I think of therapy much like I think of maintenance on a car. I use this in an analogy a lot now. Where basically, you know, when you have a car, it you have to take it in every now and then to get a basic service. And that's not because there's something particularly wrong with the car. It's just that every now, after a certain amount of mileage, you know, just check up on the engine a little bit. Uh, make sure the oil's right. Things like that. And I think of the human mind in a very similar fashion. There may not be something wrong with your mind and maybe nothing even happened. Um, to harm your mind but it's nice to go in there and just have a basic checkup to just you know kind of check in with yourself and see uh, where you're at because you might be surprised by what you find and if anything I'd be shocked if you didn't come out of it with at least a couple things that you were either proud of or that you could work on or things that you found about yourself that you would have never found otherwise I think it's a very worthwhile experience and I recommend everyone go um I remember there was like a, there was a comedian. I, forget, I think her name is Taylor Tomlinson. She has a special on Netflix and she was, she was talking about this analogy of a lake, uh, in her, in her set where, uh, she's almost 30, just like I myself am almost 30 now. And she was saying that like, basically, uh, going to therapy is like fishing out all of the garbage in a lake before it freezes over for good and you're just now that person <laughs> for the rest of your life which i thought was very funny because like and uh, that's not to say that there is a ticking clock but it is easier to talk about yourself and you know really look inward when you're a little younger as opposed to when the the more time you put it off the 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 harder it will be i think to really you know take it seriously and uh look inward in a fashion that would result in change so uh, I would encourage, you know, younger people to go as well. But uh, no, I, I do think it's it's something that could truly benefit everybody. So I think you should go. I don't think you need to have something uh, major for you to, 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 to warrant going. And especially if you can afford to go because it is a little expensive, unfortunately, um, I think you should. Yeah, do it. That's my <laughs> advice. If you're thinking about it, sure. Can't hurt. 
<laughs> Steven? <laughs> uh, sure, I'll jump in. Well, Shane, have you ever, I'm just curious, have you ever considered going to therapy? I thought about it. Do you but, think you will? Yeah, just maybe. Curious. Yeah. Maybe one day. Would it be yeah. like that that footage of Forrest Gump playing ping pong against like that that, that just wall? <laughs> just just the ball just getting no. blasted back at like the therapist's said, face like, every you don't second. Really, I don't think you need a reason. You can probably you just don't. go. It's probably very yeah. healthy. I, I like that car analogy. Um, I thought about trying to one up it, but I'll I'll let that one be. That's that's just my competitive nature coming in. I don't know why I got competitive about coming up with a better analogy for. Uh, therapy, but the answer is yes, go to therapy. Um, I think a lot of us actually, I'll go a different route and answer the question a different way uh, as Ryan did. Uh, a lot of us go through things and we're like, that's not that big of a deal. That wasn't that bad. It's fine. No worries. Yeah. And then you tell somebody and they're like, holy crap, that was messed up. Um, because we don't have the perspective of somebody else seeing uh, our problems. And, and, you know, like I've definitely brushed aside things. It's like, oh, you know, I, I you know, that wasn't a big deal, it, you know, it, maybe it like maybe it traumatized me a little bit, but uh, it wasn't that bad. And then um, when I say to somebody, they, they help me realize that, no, you actually went through something that um, can really, yeah. you know, affect your psyche. So um, I would say don't downplay what you've been through. Um, I know that- And, um, and I'm gonna jump hard. in really quick there too yeah, yeah. for something, because I think it's important. Uh, when Steven says like someone, you tell that to somebody and it, it can kind of contextualizes like, oh, that actually was kind of messed up. You're not telling them so that you could feel bad for yourself, essentially. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're telling them so that you could understand the effect of that and what it, you know, and what it means for you as a person. It's so it's to help you going forward so that that can't like pull you down in the shadows, essentially. It's not for you to feel bad about yourself. Yeah, no, exactly. And I, I think I'm just trying to say like, in a society that is often comparing one another to each other, um, I think it's just good to kind of get that out of your mind. Like to not be like, oh, okay, mine is not as bad as this person, so I shouldn't go to therapy, or this is actually worse than this person. That, you know, that shouldn't matter. It, what really matters is your own personal health and to each their own here. Um, yeah. I know that um, for myself, I, I do tend to, I need to externalize my emotions, whether it's through journaling, talking to a friend, or going to therapy. Those are all effective, but therapy at least provides a um, more of a psychological um, textbook understanding of what's going on in my mind, and that's important in its own way, right? Like there's there's good advice that my friends can give me, but you know they didn't study psychology no, they didn't or study the, you know, the brain or emotions <laughs> in a way that somebody yeah. who's a professional would understand. So, um, at the very very least, you can go to a trial. Um, session, which is typically free for the first one. And if you go do a trial, you can kind of see um, if you fit with that person and if they actually understand what you're going through and what you're trying to under understand about yourself. Um, and what, what, what are you gonna lose, like an hour? An hour of your time yeah. to like make yourself uh, understand <laughs> yourself a little better? That's I think a lot of it's fear it. of vulnerability too. Mm. Like people are, are scared to be vulnerable. Um, oh, but I man, think I, it's, I mean, I was, I certainly was. Like when I went there, I felt so uncomfortable. I, uh, when I first sat down on the couch, I felt like I was in a movie scene and I was like, this is dorky as hell. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it took me like a good five to 10 minutes to get over that. And before I knew it, I was talking and I was like, oh wow. And when I got out of my first session, I felt like a sense of euphoria that I'd, 
I, I, I had not really ever felt before. Like I felt truly free. It's, a, it's weird how embracing that vulnerability does make you feel very free. And I mean, I know I'm a, like a tightly wound person too, so it kind of makes sense. What you're saying is, I mean, it's self-awareness, self-understanding, self-love, self-regulation, all these things you can gain through therapy. And uh, one more thing I will say, I, I do think it is very hard to, to be vulnerable with a therapist. And <laughs> I actually, um, halfway through my time with my therapist, I was like, oh my God, this guy knows a lot about me that nobody else knows. And I need to stop court. this relationship this right now. What do, you, what do you say? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Ryan's trying to make a case for something and I don't know what it is, but um, I, I don't want to What is your fear him. there? Is your fear, fear that, is that there's going to be a courthouse one day and a judge is going to go, is it my belief that you are the therapist of one Stephen Lim and then there's going to be a guy with a manila folder there that says, yes, and here's my profile on why I believe Stephen you know, Lim it's, is it's, capable it's of this crime. It's worse than that. It's oh. worse than that. My fear is that they will no longer care about me. Oh my God, that's Jesus. crushing. Yeah. Holy shit, man. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't be smiling at that. that uh, I was not ready for that answer. That's very no, funny. I, mean, I was in joke and, town still. And I learned that through therapy as well, which is uh, very funny because I have issues with, you know, like abandoning people because um, I don't want them to leave me. And that's yeah, just, that makes sense. Um, that's pretty common yeah. with people to experience something like that. But, um, I don't even know why I brought that up because of the interruption, but, oh yeah, it's just hard to be vulnerable. And, and as Ryan was saying, it's important though. It's important to uh, dig it up a little bit because if you got like um, a spider bite, for instance, and it got really bad, would you yeah. say, you know, doctor's not for me. I can figure this out myself. You know, it's not, it's, it's only like a quarter, like, you know, three inches long. I'm not, it's not that bad. I'm my, I'm six feet tall. Uh, yeah. No, it, it's, if you let that fester, it'll get worse and worse. And that's what I let, I, I let that happen. The spider bite grew from like <laughs> half an inch to an inch to yeah. three inches. And then finally it started to feel so painful. I couldn't get out of bed. That's when yeah. I was like, okay, I guess I should go to a doctor. Um, but the same thing with your, why is it not the same with our mental health? Right? Like, cause, no, cause there's such a stigma up. around it. Like yeah. there's an insane stigma around it. Like it's, it's an, if you break your ankle, it's a no brainer. Oh, I got to go to the hospital to mend this literal bone. But when it comes to your brain, society has kind of told you that like, ah, uh, you only go there if you're crazy, bro. <laughs> like, you know, you know, that's, it's a, it's a, a, an insane thought to think about when the brain is arguably the most important thing about you, uh, that mm -hmm. you wouldn't go check that up. And like another thing you said before too, about trauma and, you know, kind of going through things in your life and just kind of putting them off and putting them off. And then that's your kind of manifesto of why you shouldn't go. Everyone has their things that they're going through. Uh, and if you don't feel like yours is enough, I forget who told me this, but you know, trauma is not a competition. Like there's no competitive aspect to who has more trauma. Everyone has their own thing and you could benefit from talking about it probably. Yeah. I don't know. I think, uh, I think we covered that. The answer is yes. Go to therapy. Check it out. It'll, it's only an hour of your time. Especially if you're curious. And there's, you could also, but, uh, one last thing too, is you could benefit, everyone could benefit from uh, an unbiased lens. Uh, because when you are going through something and you're talking to, say, your friends or your family or your close personal relationships, they're most likely going to give you an answer that's within your worldview. 
and not going to be able to give you that unbiased perspective that you need because whether that's from their own biases or uh, the fact that they love you as a friend or a family member, they're not going to be able to actually tell you what it is. And if you, I mean, if you want to really like, they, they can't bullshit, the, a therapist can't bullshit you essentially. They're, they're, they went to school to be able to, you know, <laughs> tell you why your brain is doing the things that you're doing. And it's very helpful to understand the way your brain thinks because it makes things not as big as they should be sometimes. So, yeah. By the way, there are some bad therapists. I've heard horror stories of people who go to therapy and their therapist yeah. talks more than them. Um, so that, that's probably a scenario where uh, you try again. Um, but I would say most, for the most part, I've only heard positive things about therapy. So I think we covered it. We should move on. Time for our third cue. This one's about college advice. Hey, Watcher Boys. I'm a big fan of you guys and could really use some advice. Uh, feel free to use my name, but also I would love a made-up name from Shane if you want to use that instead. I'm going to be a senior in high school this year, and I'm very excited to go to college soon, but I have no idea what I'm looking for in a school. To make matters worse, many schools aren't allowing visits right now, which makes which makes things very difficult. Do you guys have any advice on what to look for in a school and how to figure out what my preferences may be? Everything seems the same to me, and I feel clueless. Thanks, boys. The inventor of the Frisbee was turned into a Frisbee after he died. Jonifax Helladendron. Um, is that true about the Frisbee inventor? I'm, I I've don't know. I was, I'm going to look that up. I've seen it like in our uh, Apple reviews, actually. Frisbee. People have been oh, trying wow. with us. Walter Frederick Turned. Morrison. I looked him up. Weirdly enough, when I look up his name, the first picture that comes up is a picture of Tupac Shakur. I'm not sure why that... What's, what's going on with that? But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I have that too. Uh, apparently, <laughs> he is. He was turned into a Frisbee himself. What a weird, fun thing to do. Look, I, I, I dig it, um, mainly just because I talked long already about uh, my desire to have a very funny funeral, uh, doing funny things with my, my body, <laughs> propping it up, making it make funny faces, mocking the person who's giving eulogies with a marionette-like uh, performance have fun with it you know uh it's a celebration of life so i get it i salute to you walter morrison into becoming the toy that you invented it's pretty cool it's pretty cool it's that's um, good college 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 uh what to look for in a school i actually don't have a very good answer for this because i i didn't know i uh i i didn't like the pressure of having to pick a college um, I only applied to a couple places and I think I turned in like one of my things late and then I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'll go to Northern Illinois university. And I went there for two years. And after two years there, I was like, yeah, I don't really like this place. Um, I was very lonely. Uh, and then I transferred to Columbia college, Chicago, but I did do all my gen eds. So if you're having any apprehension about where to go, just go do your gen eds somewhere, get a bunch of yeah. credits, then go somewhere else. As for what to look for in a school, um, I guess make check to see if they have like a pretty baller quad. Quads are cool. What's a quad? What's a, a quad, quad is like a, a place where people hang out, like yeah, a, it's like, like a congregation joint. Yeah, it's oh, like oh, okay, okay. A lot of state schools have like a big, grassy center area. 
where everybody hangs gotcha. out. Gotcha. We have an oval at Ohio State, which is why I, I was confused. But that's our quad, but it's an oval. Okay. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, we'll I, I just that. remember at Northern thinking, well, there's not a there's not a good place to really hang out here. There were a lot of disparate places, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, college was all real. St- I don't. I didn't have a fun time at college. I learned a lot, and I was sad for most of it. And then I graduated and um, didn't have a good job. And then I came to LA, and things got better. And uh, now I feel great. Um, go wherever you that's can. A, that's a testament to sunny Los Angeles. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you shouldn't be going to college at all right now. Honestly, um, <laughs> true. You should, Maybe That's true. Spend, if if you have a good family life, maybe take a year off, spend some time with your folks, um, see how they're doing. Very if it's not a burden for them for you to stay at home for another year or two. Yeah. I, I don't know that there's any um, any detriment to to putting it off a year. That's what they do in Europe, right? They take like gap year they take a gap year uh Fancy. as an asian person i'm only half but the thought of taking a gap year it's crazy was uh you'd be set on fire well it, even that. in america that's <laughs> something no. that people don't usually do no because it's like you're wasting a year essentially of yeah. potential growth yeah. uh for your career by doing that but i can actually now see that a gap year to kind of if you're looking at it from like oh i want to you know soak in some culture and develop myself a little bit more as a person before I go right back to business in school. I get that, but there is, I won't lie, the the workaholic in me is still kind of like, nah, man, got to go pedal to the middle, get through college, get to your next you know stage of your life. I wish I had uh, done that. I honestly do. I graduated in I 2009 too, and the job market was just dog shit. So- I actually wish I had studied abroad. Instead of well, the, me too. The gap I, no, I never did that because I was like, "That's something that rich people do." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wish I had done that too. I did do a program though where I uh, I made a documentary in school for a month in Singapore. Um, well, that's so that cool. was like the closest experience I had to studying abroad. But a lot of that was making the documentary, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's you want to go here, Stephen, into this yeah, college Stephen, advice. You got any college or you, college choosing or advice? Sure. Uh, go to a school that has people that you want to be like. You like know, alumni? if you like football, oh. if you like football, go to a school with football. If you like, um, <laughs> I'll go to school with football. <laughs> <laughs> if you like um, politics, you know, maybe go to somewhere around DC or a school that has people who are in that area. I just, I think, like, first of all, what is the passion? Like, what is the purpose of going to school? Is it to find a career and something that compels you. Um, it's helpful to be around people that you could meet um, that would help you in that career. So that's the first thing. Secondly, uh, if you wanna to go to school, uh, a little endorsement from here, uh, from me, from the Watcher uh, co-founder here, go to UT Arlington. <laughs> My dad is the current president of that school. Oh. So if you wanna check out a sick school that's ho- that's ha- <laughs> that is handling COVID very well, uh, UT Arlington. It's a great school over there in Arlington, Texas. Uh, and say yeah. hi to my dad for me. Say hi from the Here's What You Do pod and give him a fact. <laughs> Go to that yeah. college just to say hi to Stephen's dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then figure out what you're going to do next. <laughs> and Dr. Lim. Uh, great guy. Great guy. Um, actually, the one regret I did have, and I don't know if it's a regret, but maybe something I might do again. I don't even know if this is true, but something I think about is 
Ohio State is one of the biggest schools in the U.S. population-wise. Mm-hmm. You know, they're yeah. always between number one and five. And to be honest, in a big school, I get kind of lost. I'm not the kind of person who likes to walk into a huge crowd and go. You know, I don't like to be in. Actually, don't like attending football games because it's too many people. Um, well, I'm the opposite. And I, yeah, I I know you are, Ryan. You love you love that party life, Ryan. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I, I just, I, I wish I had considered a smaller school because I think I could have created a more uh, intimate community there. Where, whereas Ohio State kind of felt like, um, I don't know, it's very group think-esque. And I know there are a lot of different like organizations and it's very beautiful. And honestly, I, I love Ohio State. I have nothing negative to say about it. But I just, I think it's nice to walk around and know the people that you're passing every day. Whereas in, in a school like Ohio State, I you never run into somebody you know only when it class. It's like once, you know, once or twice uh, every few days. So it's, I don't know. I think for me, I prefer more intimate, smaller environments. That's a good point. I mean, that kind of goes into my advice because there's like a couple things you have to like look at. One of them, and let's just start off with that one. Do you want to go to a big school or do you want to go to a small school? I went to a small school and <laughs> ironically, I wanted, I wish I would have went to a bigger school. Um, cause the small intimate experience was just a little too much. I didn't like walking around and everybody knowing who everyone was like that small town environment. Uh, I didn't enjoy it. It felt, it got kind of, um, not boring, but just kind of cumbersome after a while. <laughs> like I kind of wished I could walk around and everything would just be brand new and no one would know who, who is who. Cause that mm. anything's possible at that point. Whereas like when you go to a small school for me, clicks and, you know, niches start to kind of just form and then people don't ever leave those, you know, respective groups. Um, whereas like you're in a big school, you know, there's possibility in every day. Um, so for me, that's, I would say, think about that. Think about what kind of environment you'll thrive in and what you want for the next chapter of your life. And that necessarily, and this is important too, that doesn't have to be the same chapter that you had in high school. College is a great place for where you can go and uh, reinvent yourself. Um, you don't have to be Ooh. this, you know, the same person you were in high school. If you want to be more outgoing, you could do that. And some, and a place like a bigger school is a nice place for that to, to that to happen. You could um, wear cool hats you haven't worn. You could, you could do uh, it. You would, get you know, a leather uh, yeah. jacket. No, I mean, so that's one thing to consider. And then the, the other thing to consider is what obviously what you want to do with your career. You obviously the school you you go to has to nurture what you are passionate about. And if you don't know that in that yet in high school, then I guess uh, go to a college that has things that you think you might be passionate about. That played almost, that was the number one thing for me about what place can I go to that could help my film career? And that, you know, informed every place I applied to. And then also, you know, I would look at the uh, the campus life. And because like, you know, a lot of people think of college as a place where you could, you know, further your career. And that's absolutely true it's probably the priority but you also want to think of college as like an experience you're never going to go through something like that ever again where you're in this place with a bunch of people your age and you're all just trying to find your way and uh you know go to a place that has clubs you're interested in or if you're into sports go to a place that has a big sports environment that's one thing i regretted about going to chapman uh loved the school but one thing i do miss was the the sports that that weren't there uh, I am jealous of Steven having, you know, Ohio State football to watch because it's fun when they didn't, an entire community could rally around something. And I, I love that. So uh, 
those are things to think about as well. Like, um, you know, clubs and entertainment that you could fall into just, I guess, things that will round out the experience. So that's not just all business the entire time. After you get out of college, it is business. Like you have to focus on, uh, everything is a step towards what you're going to do in your life. College is the one time where you could kind of like figure out what you're going to do in your career, but also have fun while you're doing it. Um, and enjoy that while you can. So I would, I would say, those are some things to consider. One, one thing I forgot was cost. Um, check out oh, that the price, too. The Absolutely. Because a lot of schools actually offer a lot of scholarships for um, different programs, different people. So uh, looking at that, you don't want to really leave school with half a million dollars in debt, which I do have a lot of friends who are in that situation right now. Uh, yeah, so just be mindful of the money you're sinking in. Yeah, and that's also something to look into when it comes to applying applying for scholarships and things like that. Like I, I got, I had scholarships for my school and that helped a lot. So yeah, that's a, that's another really a good piece of advice. Also what Shane said, you could go to a junior college, get your GE out of the way so that you're not paying too much to go to the school that you want to get all those general education credits done. And then you're just going to the school transfer for what you want to do. Like if it's film, you're going only there to take film classes instead of I remember when I was thinking about going to USC, there would have been two years where I couldn't do any film classes. I would be you know, studying math and science at USC yeah. for no reason. So that's something to also think about as well. Yeah, no shame in doing a community college route. I mean, it's no. a lot more economical, honestly. I wish I had done that it for is. two years instead of going to Northern. Um, yeah, I considered it. Something to think about. Anyway, good luck, good luck. Uh, also, I, yeah, I, I really don't know if this is the year for college. Maybe just put it off. Really? Yeah. No, really. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Real life experience yeah. is valuable. Yeah. Even if you can't really get it at the moment. <laughs> no. I do. You I, can mow the lawn I, I, a lot. You know, you can hang yeah. out in your parents' garage. and. Uh, I feel very bad for anybody who's ap- applying to college right now. My heart goes a, out to you. That's a sucks. difficult year. Yeah. Any closing thoughts, guys? No, I think that's that. Uh, that not covers it. I think we did a pretty good job. Uh, you know, uh, I think somebody brought up, uh, and by somebody I mean Katie, <laughs> within our team about the the podcast uh, that we don't really lean into our optimist, pessimist, nihilist thing as much as we, I mean, as the show says it does. But I think we have a pretty balanced uh, advice giving podcast here. Yeah, yeah. And if we don't, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, I want to give people good advice. You guys don't want to do that. You guys want to help the people. I, hey, look, they are I, I'm giving the best advice I can listening. give. Is it good advice? I don't know. While you come into me then, you know? My advice all kicked ass this episode, so I'm very comfortable with it. Yeah, so we did a good job. Yeah. 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 <laughs> As always, if you would like to submit uh, questions for future episodes, swing by hwydpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can check out the video version of this episode on youtube.com slash watcher podcasts. And you can also find more of us over at patreon.com slash watcher. Uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.